0: Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Toogies Take Podcast. Just two days after the most recent one, thanks to the joys known as American Thanksgiving. This was the day of the week to make things work. Thankfully, in some cases, uh, there are things to talk about, despite it only being two days since. Unfortunately, there are other things to talk about that have happened in the past two days that we will get to. It's going to be uh, an interesting show to have to handle in terms of the positives and uh, an overwhelming negative, to say the absolute least, but we will get to that a little bit later on. So it's going to be one of those type of shows. For now, though, I will say hello, my friends. How are you today? We'll start off with Mr. Sin for the win, who was absent from Monday's show.
1: Yeah, no, I had a great little mini trip up to Nevada City. Nice little Lazy time in a cottage, just chilling, getting away from it all.
0: I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> honestly. I am oh, yeah. jealous. And no, how have your last couple of days been, buddy?
2: I mean, it's been really, uh, it's been really interesting. Just a lot of hockey, a lot of uh, extra rehabilitation on my knee. Uh, you know, just just keeping care so that I can actually live and, you know, be able to walk without having a limp. In like five years from now you know you got to do what you got to do i'm doing well how about yourself there too gliss?
0: i'm i'm doing okay i'm doing okay I, um it, you know admittedly you know i, I try to be as open as honest open and honest as i can be on these this thanksgiving was looking like it was going to be great uh you know over it's about a year and a half now that i've been in this house last year we were still kind of doing some renovation stuff for thanksgiving so this year it's like yes we're hosting thanksgiving for both sides of the family and my dad's sick so oh, my parents are coming oh, i'm like Motherfucker. like the past month and a half for me like all of a sudden i'm like hey 2022 has been a pretty good year you know things have things have gone well got to got to hang out with my good buddy Sinsky over in finland for god's sakes of all places awesome. it's been a good year and then out of nowhere it's like hey it's october fuck you <laughs> it's been <laughs>
2: fuck you it's january
0: it's been a bit of a dive, but hopefully uh hopefully we'll figure things out as we go along. But hey, it could always be worse. Um yeah, all things considered, not that bad. I saying, in the last episode though, you missed it. Uh we talked about NHL 23 for a long time. Oh, here you go. Yeah, a
2: long time. Now that you're here, we're not gonna talk about it at all. At all. Oh, that's right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> As as we were saying, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, sin's sin's not here. All right, let's let's derail the show, <laughs> just rant oh, and yeah. rave about NHL for a while. <laughs> a beautiful time. Um, that said, intro wise, I think uh, I think that's about it. We'll kind of get to what we have to talk about today. Do want to mention though before we get to at least one viewer question. Uh, it was kind of short notice, so I don't think people were all that prepped, but that's okay. Want to mention, as always, this podcast is brought to you by our lovely friends at Manscaped. Manscaped.com, the place to be for all of your grooming needs, especially heading into the holiday season. Of course, as always, we will tout the amazing mm-hmm. cylindrical deodorants. I, I haven't guess, this both not- have it. I should go get my fucking ear and nose hair trimmer to have that on.
2: There and you go. That
0: stream. That, of course, being the weed whacker. There's the phenomenal... Ultra smooth package, which again, if you ever needed the confidence boost to say, I can get away with shaving my groin and not dying of itch later on, Manscaped's got you covered. Goodness gracious. Code to T-O-U-G-I-E, 20% off, free shipping. manscaped.com. We thank them, we thank you, and we thank this individual for sending in their question from hashtag fire hackstall which by the way i don't know how many kraken fans are uh, asking for dave hackstall to be fired at this stage yeah uh, with the seattle kraken currently having uh the seventh best win percentage in the nhl this year good for them congrats they are what i was hoping they'd be last year but instead yeah. they had to make me look very very dumb <laughs> my goodness Uh, Start bench cut for Thanksgiving foods.
1: (laughs) Are we assuming turkey is just on the ice, I hope?
0: Okay, so let me me set the record straight. Turkey for Thanksgiving, ham for Christmas. Both are elites. Cut the bullshit. Yeah, you got me there. Turkey starts, for sure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That said... Do you, I guess in terms of start, it would be your number one, the number one food that you're looking forward to on Thanksgiving, which again, for Sin and I is tomorrow, and a happy Thanksgiving to all of our fellow Americans. We have so much to be thankful for in this country. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be that type of episode, everybody. Be ready. Holy shit. Um, God. Yeah. Send your number one Thanksgiving food. The one thing tomorrow where you're like, yes, make it happen. Pumpkin pie.
2: Oh, my God. I love pumpkin Ooh. pie. Pumpkin oh my God.
0: pie.
1: Absolutely all the time. Mm. Yes.
2: Yes. You know how hard it is for me to find fucking pumpkin pie in like June? I just have a random cream fucking <laughs> pie.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, you know, I just have to save up all my cravings for uh, this time of year, both months, you know, all the way up until Christmas, essentially. Uh, I recently just tried a pumpkin spice latte for the first time and confirmed I'm a basic white bitch. <laughs> damn, <laughs> that shit is fire, dude! Those chicks in <laughs> leggings and Han Solo boots got it down, man.
2: Yeah, your fucking visco <laughs> visco cam girl being like your flask and your fucking what is uh, it? The scrunchies and all that go. Full I life. wear a
0: scrunchie. Scrunchies are amazing. Damn. You're already there. Well, now I know, uh, whenever Sin finally makes it to the almost great white north of the state of Maine, um, Beyonce, 24, uh, her family known for making some, uh, I believe the kids would call them bomb ass pies. <laughs> <laughs> uh- <laughs> All right. I'm down. Also got to try that pumpkin.
1: shepherd's pie. Was that, that you showed me the picture? Yes. Of? Oh, oh. That shit yes. looks great, man.
0: Yep. No, we're, uh you know we we eat well as as people can tell by my seven chins we eat well <laughs> um it's a great time oh also uh fiance 24's dad makes uh pumpkin chocolate chip whoopie pies excuse me what's <laughs> a whoopie pie <laughs> which is based so a standard whoopie pie is like two almost like chocolate muffin type things with like cream in the middle Hmm. uh and yeah he makes a pumpkin chocolate chip version of that Interesting. Uh, well, I love anything pumpkin, so let's go. You'll never want to anyway, go home again. You'll just be like, I'm staying here for the food. Yeah. <laughs> and the easier travel to Finland. Um, God, for me, number one Thanksgiving food. Fuck. Ah. The number one, though, it's so tough. The desserts are always great, right? I mean, that that's the starter. It's the desserts. It's what you eat the dinner yeah. for. Yeah. Um, god do i want to really i mean you called yourself a basic white bitch do i really want to be a basic white bitch and say like potatoes
1: <laughs> hey dude those mashed potatoes are fire man
0: like yeah you know, go wrong. You know go wrong. there you go something that you would bench hmm. oh by the way really quickly really quickly mac and cheese for thanksgiving yes or no
1: sure i think all, all all these side dishes are cool like that that's such a comfort food and i feel like thanksgiving is the ultimate comfort meal
2: okay one question though that mac and cheese is it like stove top or is it like oven mac and
0: cheese oven, oven mac and, and cheese oven mac
2: okay and okay. Cheese. okay but oven mac and cheese were were set yes 100 yeah, we're not right. trying
0: to offend the like, cookout man like a gourmet <laughs> mac and cheese not craft dinner yeah you know? yeah
1: good ass <laughs> i'm just
2: making cheese. sure to like, said a layer last of Mexico
1: breaded Mexico. stuff on it and like yes. yeah 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 yes. all right yeah, so bench mm, yeah bench for me it's got to be the turkey stuffing
0: Ooh, You're not a of on that. Stuffing?
1: i don't like it i it it does nothing for me man I, I, I know everyone looks at me like I'm absolutely crazy, but I'll I'll have yeah, a couple it's fucking same way, rolls. So it's fine. I'll have but... a couple rolls before I eat that that stuffing, man. I don't know. It's just like it's a sponge. It's a fucking it's eating sponge. It's delicious. Mm, you <laughs> sick fucks.
2: You sure you're like you're like seasoning up that stuffing and like, you know, like
1: Yeah, no, no, what? no. I it's I don't know it's it's the texture, man. I'm 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 very much Tech, like texture to me is very important with food like this is one reason i hate raw tomatoes but i can eat them cooked it's the texture thank you it's the texture that. of that like same with like guacamole like i can eat some avocado like because it, the flavor's not as strong and the texture's not as horrible even though it's still not great but like guacamole mm-hmm. i can't fucking do it's gross
0: you can't oh uh, for my bench not. cranberry sauce Yes. yes that was yes. close on my list it's fine i don't think it has to be cut but it's not a starter i will have a little bit of it it's not yeah. necessity though
2: mm. i'm on the borderline of cut i'm not really fan i'm not a really big fan of, of strawberry sauce um i'm trying to think of what else you usually have um do you guys have corn at your fucking thanksgiving yes. Yes. occasionally yeah usually i can't stand corn um <clears throat>
0: Okay, let me. Let what me did ex- Jonathan this. Davis ever do to you? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry,
2: I, as a as a kid, my mom would always have like we'd always have corn, and I used to eat so much corn, like a ridiculous amount of it, that like I've gotten like numb to like eating corn. If corn if corn's there, I won't like be like, oh yeah, sure, I'll have some corn, sweet. It's like yeah, maybe like one out of the ten times I'll have fucking corn. All
0: right, fair enough. Can't argue yeah. with it. The cut green bean casserole
2: oh fuck casserole yeah get that not a fan maybe. not a
0: fan of green beans yeah I, I would not great i will pass on green bean casserole yeah,
1: yeah i was i was thinking about cutting the green beans because we don't even casserole it's just like a thing of green beans sometimes i put bacon in it and i'm just like that's still not enticing um yeah my cut's gonna have to be the cranberries or yeah cranberry sauce dude i don't know the fucking that or gravy because I don't like gravy on my potatoes usually, <laughs> but I'll go with
0: cranberry just... sauce. Fair enough. And oh, uh, your cut option.
2: Yeah, green bean casserole. Get that shit out of here.
0: Fuck. <laughs> Fair enough. So a thank you to uh, One Fire Hackstall. Yeah. Here's uh, a good yeah. alternate for those of you who also don't like the
1: green beans. Make asparagus. I have a very good simple asparagus recipe. It's so simple that it all contains is asparagus on a uh, on a baking sheet with tinfoil, drizzle some olive oil on it, salt and pepper. You bake it at like 350 for like 15, 20 minutes, and it's crispy and seasoned and nice.
0: Can confirm. Um, I was never uh never an asparagus person, and that is exactly uh, what the fiance's family does. And it's won me over a little bit. It's not like a go to. I'm not gonna fight people for it, but I'll have a little bit. Plus, it gets you I that was... real strong piss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want Mark, the neighbors to know. I want, I want. I eat
1: so much fucking
2: asparagus, the whole block knows. Uh, yeah. Oh my god. Usually, Mark, like the day after, I usually say whenever Thanksgiving. I usually, spend the night at my cousin's place, just to like you know, hang out and all that, just to chill because I haven't seen each other in like years. Usually, and like the amount of asparagus I would eat is is disgusting it's it's disgusting because like the next morning bro it's just like it's like zangy like the smell
1: yeah we don't have to describe it but i think everyone yeah. knows yeah it's it's
2: yeah it's the asparagus pee that's it
0: thank just you for beautiful. the question as really <laughs> <laughs> really ends that uh particular talking point with a bang well done um With that said, everyone, we're going to get into talking about the hockey side of things. And we have to start off on a more negative note, of course, because uh, that God, apparently this is just the fucking world that we live in.
1: Yeah. So
0: Jagger Joshua, uh, younger brother of Vancouver, Connecticut, Dakota, Joshua posted this on the 21st, Monday, the 21st on Twitter, releasing this statement. Acts of racism do not belong in hockey, as they can discourage African-Americans and minorities like myself from playing and loving the game. Inaction in the face of racist comments and actions allow these behaviors to continue. Keep in mind, this was 10 days before. On November 11th, in our game against Ohio State, he plays for Michigan State. In our game against Ohio State, one of their players called me a racial slur multiple times. One of the officials heard the slur and gave the player a game misconduct penalty. There was an investigation by the Big Ten in the days after the incident, but no further public action has been taken by the Big Ten Conference or Ohio State. The inaction has left me feeling confused and pessimistic about the movement of diversity within hockey culture. The ignorance of racism does not belong in our game, and I feel that I need to make people aware that this incident occurred because without acknowledgement, the problem gets worse. I'd like to thank my teammates, coaches, and staff at Michigan State. I'm incredibly thankful for their support since this incident, and have navigated and as i have navigated this process again <laughs> is the first thought again um you know you can check the box score from that game on november 11th It does show a game misconduct penalty without any proceeding kind of like oh charging game misconduct like no you know what it's for mm-hmm. um the athletic director of Ohio state on Tuesday uh, mentioned that Ohio state hockey player. I'm not even going to mention the fucker's name. It's pretty obvious. To, it, it's easy to find out who it is and whatever yeah, uh, he's been sent home and quote, will not practice or compete at this time. Um, Yeah. Nothing would have happened. Had Jagger, Joshua not spoken up. Yeah. And the that's first for, statement. Yeah.
1: The first statement released by Ohio state was the most, the most amount yeah. of words to say absolutely fucking nothing, and they weren't even I'd really gonna take action at that point, like it's so fucking gross, man like they they were really prioritizing a fourth liner and wanting him to compete then take ugh, it's just
0: insane, yeah, the fact that nothing was gonna happen. Nothing was going to happen. They weren't going to Ohio state. Wasn't going to say anything publicly 10 days, 10 days. And you mean to tell me, Oh, they were, they were working on it. And it's, and it's fine. Um, no, no. Um, and again, Oh God, what the hell was the, uh, uh, Gene Smith, uh, with Ohio state quote, I want to offer my sincere and heartfelt apology to Jagger Joshua. On behalf of Ohio State, I am so sorry. Uh, No student or student-athlete should experience hatred or racism, and everyone should feel welcome. I've spoken with Michigan State's athletic director, and I'm thankful Jagger's getting the support that he needs. Just the most PC nonsense possible. It's just, like, man, it's just so depressing. For a variety of different reasons. You know, we see it in sports, the idea of people just not being allowed to live their lives and do what they want to do, especially under the context of they're not fucking hurting anybody. Jagger Joshua is just playing the game that he loves and gets targeted because of something he can 100% not control, that being the color of his skin. Yep. Outside of hockey, we are just a few days removed from the shooting in Colorado Springs where a group of people are targeted because they're simply living their lives and people are just like, ah, fuck you. It's it's just so depressing and demoralizing at times to live in this fucking world that we do. Is yeah. my biggest takeaway from this. It has been... A a crazy couple of days, I think, for most people, um, mentally. Like I said, with the Jagger Joshua side of things, it's just that realization of, like, if he didn't speak out, none of us would have fucking known. Ten days later, by the way. So he waited. I give him all the credit in the world. He fucking waited to just be like, maybe they are doing something. Mm -hmm. Ten days go by, and he's like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to say something. And credit to him. Because that's not easy. The hate that that can bring on. The nonsense that you have to deal with in an online setting. You know, the NHL yesterday on November 22nd uh, put out a tweet. Um, the NHL is proud to support this past weekend's team trans draft tournament in Middleton, Wisconsin. This was the first tournament comprised of entirely transgender and non-binary players with around 80 folks participating. You can imagine what the comments some of the comments were in response to that. You can imagine. Just days removed from what happened in Colorado. Where, by the way, the the big headline today from that is the father of the shooter um was was interviewed and um Yeah, I'm just I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read this. Fuck it. Whatever. Um Quote, they started telling me about the incident, a shooting, and then I go on to find out that it's at a gay bar. I got scared. Shit, is my son gay? And he's not gay, so I said, phew. Like, that's the world that we live in. Someone's, someone's son committed a, a fucking incredibly violent act, and his first reaction was, well, thank God he w- he wasn't there because he's actually gay. And you know someone in response to... Like, you can only imagine the family environment of this fucking player Mm -hmm. as to where he's like, yeah, I can I can just call Jagger Joshua, whatever the fuck I want. Like, it's been like the past two days for me. It's just been these two incidents kind of intertwining where I'm just like, man, it's it's just so fucking depressing, which is a part of the reason, Sim, why you're like, yeah, I went off to a cabin for a while. I'm like, can I can I go with you? (laughs) I'll just leave my phone behind and just. Try to fucking live. It's just so depressing because you can't, you can't escape it no matter where you go. And it's depressing enough for me as a straight white man who will never know what it's like to be Jagger Joshua in that instance, or someone who happens to be trans that just goes out to a fucking club and doesn't come home. And it's depressing enough for me. I can only imagine how fucking depressing among so many other feelings as it is for the people who are directly affected by this shit. And it fucking sucks. Like I said, uh, not the easiest kind of talking point, but you know, in, in the Jagger Joshua instance, specifically, it's just like, thank God he had the fucking courage to speak up knowing What type of fucking backlash he might face just for speaking up and what he might be, you know, uh, opening himself up to in terms of what he'll face on social media. And Mm -hmm. even within that community, because, you know, there are going to be some psychopaths that only view it as I I just I don't even know. I don't even know. Do either of you two have anything to add on this? Because I I could rant and ramble about this all day, but it's just not really. I'm just tired. Fucking depressing.
2: Yeah, it's just I'm tired. Like, we can just keep regurgitating this, the exact same words over and over and over again. It's not really going to do anything. That's that's the big issue about it, too, is that our words can only go so far to have these things stop. It's about, you know, action and stuff like that and contacting certain people in legislation or whatever to help fight against stuff like this and help uh, fight against uh, injustice Obviously. and crimes like this. Like, it's it's there's not much else we can really say on it. In general,
1: the big problem is a lot of those legislators perpetuate it, and exactly silently yep. cheer for it. And you cannot convince me otherwise that certain ones are not silently cheering for this, mm-hmm. because they're only a few fucking carefully picked words away from that. Doing that on live, huge public settings, which is on, it should be fucking terrifying to people.
0: <sighs> what a what a country we live in. For Sin and I. Not that yeah. Canada's exempt from you know the these types of issues, certainly.
2: Oh no, but, um, no, we're not. We are not exempt from any of these issues. We have stuff like this happening on a very smaller scale, but it's still a, a same issue and same stuff that's happening. The amount of injustice that people in those communities and other people, like Native Americans, Aboriginals were facing as well, too. It's just disrespectful. And again, there's not much we can do aside from being are aware of it and using our platforms, whatever the fuck we want to call these things that we have uh, Mm. to speak up against certain things and raise awareness for good things around us and our, in our communities. Um, Yeah. So that's, that's all I got to say on this.
0: You'd like to think essentially that we're preaching to the choir when it comes to this show. And you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, we don't have delusions of grandeur about this particular show. We are just three friends who like to shoot the shit about hockey. But sometimes real world issues cross over into the sports world. And by sometimes, I mean all the time because it's ever fucking present. Yep. And you have to talk about this shit. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I'd like to think that we're preaching to the choir with this. And if we're not, I'd implore whoever is... um, second guessing what we're think what we're saying or disagreeing with what we're saying i i I'd-, I'd implore you to be um a bit more mindful to put a bit more thought into some of these things and if you still kind of disagree then maybe this isn't the show for you because at the end of the day it comes down to as i mentioned letting people live their fucking lives when they're not hurting anybody Jagger Joshua just wants to play hockey. A lot of people just want to go about living their lives on a on this fucking bitch of an earth. As much of a meme as that is, it's fucking true. And I I simply cannot relate to anybody that would even begin to think like yeah, but there's no yeah, but in this situation. It's never uh, an easy transition to then going to talking about hockey, which is why it's always like, shit, do we talk about something so serious? But at the end of the day, there's the good and the bad in this instance when it's a hockey podcast, or at least a show that, you know, uh, that likes to trick you into thinking it's a hockey up, podcast. You know. Then we yeah. talk for, you know, about fucking potatoes for 20 minutes to start <laughs> off the show. Uh- <laughs> Uh that said there were some things uh that have gone down over the past two nights since uh, Endo and myself uh recorded that show on Monday. Uh the Carolina Hurricanes have signed 23-year-old goaltender Peter Kotchakov K- Peter Uh to an extension. 2 million dollars for the next 4 years starting next season. That's good. A 2019 second rounder. Did well in the KHL, the AHL, and now the NHL in a small sample size. Uh, in four games this year, he has a 2.0 goals against average with a 9.14 save percentage. And if you combine those four games with his three last year, he has a 2.16 goals against average with a 9.09 save percentage in seven career appearances. Uh, you know, it's, it's a safe bet. I'd say that's, uh, you know, you're hedging your bets at that point that he is going to kind of continue on this upward trajectory. It is still rather interesting how they have gone about setting up their goaltending, though, over the last couple of seasons. Yeah. You know, uh, from just moving on from Alex Nadelkovich, you bring in Freddie Anderson. Um, Anderson, by the way, right now is is currently day to day with an injury. He has a sub 900 save percentage in eight games on Carolina somehow. Yeah, that's, that's um, bizarre. But, you know, Auntie Ranta's deal's up at the end of the year, Anderson's deal's up at the end of the year. So you're committing to at least this, you know, young goaltender. I think he turns 24 in January. You're committing to this guy for the future. And it's like, all right, cool. You'll still have some cap maneuverability to, you know, hopefully get a solid tandem or a solid backup if he does prove to be the guy throughout the rest of the year. So I still view it as just another strong move by Carolina. Really, it's tough (laughs) to look at what they've done and view it as overly negative on paper. That said in terms of how they've done so far this season, they haven't, you know, they haven't quite hit, uh, juggernaut status. Uh, you know, I mentioned Seattle being seventh in points percentage. Carolina's eighth. Certainly not that bad. By the way, Toronto's ninth. Remember when the sky was falling there? Yeah. Um, but you know, Carolina this year, Tevo Taravainen, you know, he's had some injuries. Max Patch already hasn't played this year. You can look at that forward lineup and just be like, huh, Paul Stashny only has four points in 18 games. That's pretty low. Jesperi Kotkiniemi. any guesses for his stat line so far this year?
1: Yeah, four points.
0: One goal, two assists oh, in close. 19 games played. He is now making $4.82 million against the cap until 2030. Not a great start, you no. Know? So, I don't know. I'm intrigued for Carolina. I don't think this signing is uh, necessarily something for Canes fans to be concerned about. I'd say, you know, yeah, be happy about it.
2: Yeah. His nickname is Coochie. Nice. They locked down Coochie for four years.
0: It's I a mean, season. Ladies you never know. It's could-
2: season. Let's go. <laughs> it
0: could be a lifetime commitment. You never know.
2: Yeah, you never know. <laughs> But she's so good, you lock it down for four years, <laughs> oh,
0: Jesus, <laughs> you never know where the show's gonna go is all I can say. You just never know.
2: oh man,
0: on Monday, Endo and I got to talk about Shane Wright quite a bit. He scored his first professional goal for the Coachella Valley Firebirds the other night. Um sin, I wanted your thoughts on this since you didn't get to talk about it on Monday. um, you know we. Pretty much thought, like, this is where they were going to go. Still kind of questioned it. But now that we actually see the the plan for Shane Wright, which was have him play a couple of games pro, he's mostly just going to kind of sit and be involved in practices. Then he gets sent down on a conditioning stint for five games here. He'll get called back up and play one game against Montreal and then pretty much be set to go to the World Juniors. And then from there, likely goes back down to the OHL, maybe stays around with Seattle. Do you view that as, like, if he was a Sharks prospect, would you be happy with that? Or would you have preferred to just see him go back to junior? Yeah, go back to junior
1: immediately. I, I really don't understand why they did what they did. But it all has to do with a really, really weird system and agreement between the Canadian League and the National Hockey League of, like, don't yes. take away our stars, but you're 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 still you're a fucking development league. Like yeah, I I don't understand. Like yeah, like I don't know. It's like what does he make? Like a couple hundred bucks a week in the OHL. So like right now he's making some good money. Not as much now that he's in the AHL. He's just like his money situation just gone from yeah oh oh it's yeah um
2: yeah
1: uh I I yeah I just would have preferred to see him in like in one place for the whole time. Now when he goes back to to Kingston, he, I don't even know if he'll play there. I think Kingston trades him because it's going to be at this point in the season where it's like you either push for a championship or you load up on a bunch of future picks trading Shane. Wright. I'm pretty sure. Like oftentimes you see that happen. Like those big, big top names, like they get sent back. Like, you know, they're only going to be there for a year. They often get traded in, in the CHL. So I think we could be seeing that, but yeah, I don't know. Like what's the difference between a European or American 18 year old versus a Canadian 18 year old why can't they play in the american league and it all comes down to a really really weird agreement and yeah probably just comes down to money for hockey canada and other fucking shit like that like so um i think this was kind of fucked for his development uh seattle's gaming the system and yeah i don't know i i don't think it's great for his development but uh yeah hopefully he's able to uh burst the seams and because, I mean, you know he's got to be motivated to quell those fucking... The narrative against him when he dropped down to fourth that he's, you know, this shitty person, bad attitude, all this other crap. Like, mm. god damn. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, I mean, you know, Endo and I kind of mentioned on Monday. Like, my general thoughts on it, it's just, you know, if this works out for Seattle, maybe this does change the way that teams handle their prospects. Because it is, in a sense, trying to circumvent the ahl rule where a player like shane Wright cannot go to the ahl um whether or not it works is the question and the jury's out for now you know the safe the safe move would have been just to send him back to jr we'll see if this works out but certainly i don't think that argument of uh you know this type of idea is going away and certainly the argument of that rule is let an NHL team fucking pay the CHL team or give them, you know, yeah. I mean, you could do something like, hey, you're allowed one exemption player a year in the case of Shane Wright, but you have to pay the, the team this Premium. much money. Yeah. To make up for revenue they might lose because now they don't have one of their star players. There's different ways to go about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I'd like to think like certain teams, especially NHL wise, are going to push for this to change sooner rather than later definitely
2: yeah so the way like the as far as i know the way the contracts work in the in the chl is that players aren't paid a salary or paid per diem uh, instead oh i thought so, they got like
1: 200 bucks a week and per diem maybe no, i'm
2: pretty sure it was just per diem i yeah. i'm not sure exactly it's per diem and then like any housing costs like from like the the billet family is paid off by the team and that kind of thing is the billet family just gives them like a roof over their head Kind of thing it just gives them like you know basic stuff uh make sure they're actually safe um but the the whole agreement itself too is, is mostly financial based like i think the chl the more i look at it is it's like one of the only like development leagues that like really prioritizes money over anything else because like the rights of these people basically kind of set there in stone like you could go play like I'm I'm sure if you went if he went over to like Europe or something like that and said, Fuck I'm gonna go play in Europe instead, he would have eligibility to join into the AHL like immediately with no Yeah, no yeah That's what
1: Austin did, essentially.
2: Yeah. And it paid out well for him. Holy
0: Well, it's funny you mention one Mr. Austin Matthews, because I wanted to talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs really quickly. Uh John Tavares needs to uh you know get his flowers here on this one. There was the stat line. His, you know, last 300 games as an Islander, 129 goals, 288 points. His first 299 games as a Leaf, 129 goals, 295 points. Any idea, like any argument towards like, oh, John Tavares isn't what he was with the Islanders, or he wasn't worth it, and the Islanders made the right decision to not give him the money no, he no. has some was with the Islanders. He's fucking better. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you could argue it's because of the supporting cast around him, but that's kind of the point. Is yeah, it not? The Islanders didn't fucking support the guy. <laughs> it's very clear. So, all the credit in the world to John Tavares, who has had a phenomenal season, but the Leafs have run into a little bit more trouble as it was announced today that Morgan Riley is heading to the IR. Uh, mm-hmm. They are now without their three highest paid defensemen, Riley Muzzin and TJ Brody, which I don't need to tell you how how rough that is. Uh, their defense, as listed on Cat Friendly two hours ago, top pair Mark Giordano and Justin Hall. Woo! Lasts...
1: <laughs> I'd go with Sandine and Lilligren, but, you know, you do you
0: Sandine Lilligren is their second pair. <laughs> and third pair Jordy Ben with Mac Hollowell. Oh, not Crawl, huh?
2: Adam Boy. Not
0: Not Mete. <laughs> it could end up being the guy though that they acquired today as they traded Big Big Boy. Big Beefy Boy. Uh <laughs> Curtis Douglas to the arizona coyotes uh by the way curtis douglas uh rocking uh six foot nine 248 pounds according to Cap friendly
2: are you sure uh, about that are you according to ea six foot eight 238 hmm?
1: i'm willing to forgive them on that because that's a small small
0: thing but yeah i'm not i
2: don't know <laughs> it's
0: a, it's a let's not turn it's it been, into that
2: what where's the fucking api ea come on buddies be smart with it. You have the same thing for FIFA. How the fuck do you have it here for fucking... It's made down the same fucking hall! Sorry. I forgot You're my Griffins doing tutoring right now, so...
0: yeah. There you go, <laughs> Curtis Douglas. Um, fourth round pick of the Dallas Stars. That He didn't sign with them. Ends up with the Marlies, then signs with the Leafs. Um, last year with the Marlies, had 34 points in 67 games. Gets the contract. It was a two-year deal, by the way, worth about 840 k This season with the Marlies, one point in 13 games. Rough. So the Leafs move on. The Coyotes get this 22-year-old giant. They're fine. The Leafs get the interesting player back. Connor Timmons. Former second-round pick of the Colorado Avalanche in 2017. Uh, 32nd overall, so basically, you know, might as well yeah. be first-round pick. Had some brutal concussion issues. You said 2017. Yes. The fact
1: that Colorado would like you, they were last place at that time and then they just won a cup. It's, it's, that's pretty awesome. Anyway, that's just not a wrong. A sign yeah. right there.
0: Yeah. Yep. That quick of a turnaround. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Good for them. Uh,
0: so Timmons had, you know, a bunch of, of injury troubles. This season, he's only played in. Two games with the Coyotes, six with the Tucson Roadrunners. Um, When healthy, looked incredibly promising. Uh, Both at the junior level and at the AHL level, but he has had trouble staying healthy. Uh, Leafs are going to give him a chance. Probably helps that he's a former Sioux Greyhound. Kyle Dubas (laughs) loves bringing in his former Sioux Greyhounds. The
2: whole team is Sioux Greyhounds. It's so fucking funny. I I don't know what his obsession is with that fucking Greyhound.
1: Sue like, are you? Sue Sue Sue. Sue. <laughs> yeah. Sue Sue Sue. <laughs> I really wanna know. Oh
0: god. So I I don't know. You know, for the Leafs, why not? You know, Connor Timmons, give him a chance. And for the Coyotes, why not? Why not give him a chance? I guess like, it's just the idea of
1: what if he goes Tage Thompson?
0: Like, why not? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Jesus, right? Yeah. Especially in today's NHL, you never know. Like Yanni Gord. I think I saw the uh, tweet like 2017. He was in the ECHL and he's like, maybe I just quit playing hockey and go get, you know, a normal job. Yeah. And now he's played like 400 games. He's a Stanley cup champion. You just never know. You yeah. know, when someone's gonna be able to turn it around. I mean shit, the Nashville Predators right now have a seventh round pick as their number one center. Uh Yusso and he's twenty one years old. Uh seventh round pick has five points in five games. He is listed as their number one center right now between Philip Forsberg and Mikhail Granlund. Sick. I love this. We'll see stories, if he can man. keep that up. Joe Pavelski, uh, fucking seventh round pick. Um, I forget was it was it Nico Huttanen? Someone like that. Um, there's another former seventh round pick. He was a seventh round pick of the lightning this year. And it is Nico Hutanen 224th overall in 2021. Yeah. uh, Who currently has 12 points in 18 games in Liga after doing very well in the WHL last year with Everett. You just never know. You just never know with some of these guys. So uh, I am rooting for Connor Timmons. You know, because, again, you never really, you never like to see someone's chances just get completely derailed. So, hoping for the best for him. And a uh, very interesting time at this stage, obviously, now for the Maple Leafs, just given the ridiculous amount of injuries, really. Yeah, they kind Be- of desperately needed a defenseman. <laughs> yes. Well, no, I mean, you have Victor Mete as, a, as an option. I mean, they got him. Apparently, they don't want to use him. Yeah. A lot of Habs fans are feeling quite justified at this stage. Speaking of the Lightning, they played the Bruins the other night. The Bruins got the win to move to, what is it, 17 2 0 at this ridiculous, stage? Ridiculous. NHL's best.
1: Absolutely ridiculous. They, I mean, I know, Toogie, you were a bit um, on the fence about the Sweeney firing and stuff like that. And, you know, deserve to a point but um i need to watch a full bruins game i've watched several condensed games their offensive system is unreal Mm -hmm. like it's fucking terrifying it looks like a power play at all times they even set up like they're on the power play they go umbrella like constantly they're constantly moving in the zone they look ex exceptionally scary not only that is their system good but it's like the effort level i'm seeing from people diving to try to keep plays alive like I mean, when they had the lead against, man, who'd they blow out 6-1? Who was that? Uh, Island? Wait.
0: Let's see. Chicago.
1: That? Chica- yeah, that's right. Like, okay, it's Chicago. But at the same time, you, they have a multi-goal lead against fucking Chicago, and they're yeah. still giving 110% on every single play. Like, that that's a scary team right there. They're getting the results. They look like a scary team. Not only are they having that great offensive output, but they look like they're a they're going to be a playoff performer because of those little things like that. The effort they're still, they're still the Bruins in your face all the time. They're still kicking the hornet's nest constantly and welcoming the stings back. Wow. I crazy didn't look like he missed any time in the NHL, which is bizarre. How do you go to the Czech league or is it Slovakian Mm -hmm. league and then come back and then still be able to skate like he does still have those incredible hands still be one of the most underrated centers in the NHL.
0: Speaking of underrated centers, Patrice Bergeron hit 1,000 career points in this win over Tampa, and I say underrated centers because we have had the ability to watch a generational two-way player. The greatest two-way center in the history of the NHL. Don't at me because it's a fact. Future Hockey Hall of Famer and a saint of a man. Yeah. God bless Patrice Bergeron. <laughs> you you look at any fucking
1: scrum and anything that's happening, people don't mess with Patrice, dude. Like they're just like, they just like talk to him. Like it, it's 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 crazy. You think of the big bad Bruins, like, oh fuck Marchand back in the day, fuck Lucic, even fuck Chara at times. And like Patrice is like, yeah, eh. you, you can't hate him, no matter oh, what.
2: Good guy. Yeah. <laughs> fuck, like, you, imagine. fuck you, Magic. Fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Like, imagine being one of the few players in the history of the NHL to actually get in a fight with Patrice Bergeron. There have been four, by the way. Who are they? All of them are going straight to hell. Straight to jail. (laughs) You fight Patrice Bergeron? Straight to jail. Straight to jail. (laughs) Uh, Bergeron's first NHL fight. April 18th, 2009, against Montreal's Josh Georges. (laughs) Sharks legend. Hockey Fights has the voting at a 93.6% win for Bergeron. So I guess he ragdolled him. I'm going to have to watch that fight. Four years later, he fights Evgeny Malkin on June 1st, 2013. Angry Gino which I would guess has I mean, it was playoffs. It might've even been conference final. Uh, That was a 75% win for Malkin as voted on by hockey fights. He's a big boy. December. So six months later in 2013, he fought Tyler Myers. (laughs) What? (laughs) With Myers getting a 65% uh, victory vote on hockey fights but yeah patrice bergeron had the balls to fight tyler myers how huge he is and then three years later bergeron's last listed fight february 2016 against former bruin blake wheeler uh and which wheeler got the nod in the voting for that one as well um yeah so all four of those guys straight to jail for daring (laughs) to fight patrice bergeron (laughs) yeah amazing um but yeah god i i love that man so much The other team that's absolutely crushing it, the New Jersey Devils. The story of the year so far. It's happening.
1: It could happen, and I'm so happy.
0: (laughs) Tonight, the Leafs play the New Jersey Devils. As we mentioned, we joked about this last week.
1: I know, I know.
0: That the record for most uh, wins consecutively in franchise history for the Devils could be broken next wednesday against the leafs it is now next wednesday they are playing the leafs they're still on this run and they, they can make it a new franchise record of Easy. 14 wins in a row by beating the leafs tonight just go to overtime that's got to be your
1: goal going in if you're the devils toronto might be the worst 3 on 3 team right now which is hilarious considering mm-hmm. who they have on that team uh but yeah devil please do it devils i know endo is all sad um but at the same time fucking let's go devils man like good good for them um it's a cool story considering you know lindy lindy Ruff. yeah okay why was i second guessing that i thought i was like wait um yes
0: lindy because lindy's a weird name
1: yeah but i was also like is he even the coach (laughs) like i had a weird thing right there for a minute um yes like dude they're they're scary i don't think they're being talked about enough by the way like in the nhl in general like they've won 13 in a row Mm mm-hmm it seems like it should be a bigger story than it is. But again, I don't keep up as much. Maybe it kind of has been.
0: Well, I mean, the the big thing is that you have people trying to discredit them saying it's not going to last. And, you know, that that's not out of the question to to think about. I mean, they're 16-3-0, for fuck's sakes. Uh, they've won 13 in a row. Think about that. They were 3-3. and Yeah. They are now 16-3. Second best <laughs> I, record in the NHL, only behind Boston. The thing is, it doesn't have to last. You know how much of a good position they put themselves in? If you just play solid,
1: consistent hockey from here on out, golden, like win two games, lose one, win two games, lose one. You can do that for the rest of the year and be in, in a good seed in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is just be you can even win three and lose two, probably, and still be like they, they've put themselves like that's a lot of games in a row. That's 26 straight points. 26 and, points is a big deal. It, 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 it mm-hmm. really can't be overlooked. And Shuka, yeah, of course, it's not going to last. You can't just keep winning. But the fact well, is,
0: it's like the Bruins exist. So maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. maybe but the fact
1: <laughs> of the matter is, is that all those points count and they've earned all of those fucking points.
0: The Devils on an NHL high 13 game win streak. The Bruins have won seven in a row. Since their loss to the Leafs. They play Florida tonight, by the way. So that's going to be an interesting one. Do you know the other team that's on a seven-game win streak, by the way? St. Louis Blues? Yes, sir. After yeah. losing eight in a row, they've yeah. now won seven in a row. They've almost erased it. They still are in 16th and have a minus six goal differential. <laughs> by the way, the, um, the goal differentials are are interesting. The Bruins at a league best plus 40.
2: Gross. Anaheim
0: at a league worst minus 32. Yeah, I was just going to look them up. I thought it was minus 32, but yeah. Fucking A, Anaheim. That's ridiculous. By the way, <sighs> like- Lindy Ruff. That's his name. It's not a nickname. His legal first name by birth is Lindy. Not so,
2: Linden or whatever. Fucking. Not
0: Linden. Not His middle name's Cameron. Trevor Linden Ruff. <laughs> if only also want to shout out he's from warburg alberta which oh not war
1: road huh oh wait that's no. america
0: no but shout out to warburg alberta home of lindy ruff population 676 as of 2021 <laughs> Damn. way to go lindy
2: national hero
0: last two things to mention Uh, We talked about the absurd pace Kale McCarr was on, and officially he is the fastest defenseman in NHL history to reach 200 points. He did it in 195 games, beating the record by 12 freaking games. He's unbelievable.
1: Yeah. Insane. And it's pretty insane that he's also on Colorado. That team is insane.
0: Yeah. They have a lot of injuries, too, and they're still keeping up a very good pace. They've won three in a row. Yeah. I think they just called up a recent first round pick, not this year, but uh, Oscar Olison got the call up. So yep. intrigued by that. The final thing to mention the New York Rangers have traded forward Ryan Reeves to the Minnesota Wild for a 2025 fifth round pick. Now, what this means for the Rangers, well, they kind of did Ryan Reeves a favor. Apparently, he wanted out because he really wasn't playing, wanted a chance to go somewhere else. And Well, let's be honest, the Rangers, you know, they, they already toughened up, you know, really sent Tom Wilson a message. So, you know, now you can move on after all this time. (laughs) So for the Rangers, you know, it's not necessarily a loss in terms of on ice performance. Obviously, Ryan Reeves really kind of fills a a certain role of that. Certainly physical presence. And on top of that, a good locker room guy. So it It makes you wonder because the Rangers haven't necessarily had the best start if that's the type of guy you want to move on from. But his on ice impact outside of existing isn't uh, isn't phenomenal. For the Minnesota Wild, you get someone who's on ice impact isn't phenomenal, but he is a presence and in theory, a good locker room presence as well. Um, uh, Tyson Jost, who just got claimed by the Buffalo Sabres on waivers, you know, kind of mentioned his thoughts on the locker room Was that a lot of guys in Minnesota are kind of on eggshells and it's kind of an uneasy, uh, locker room to be in right now. Um, which is, you know, which is always interesting. You know, it's like, is that just, you know, is that accurate? Is that just kind of how he viewed things based off of his experience there? It is, uh, you know, it can be tough to say. Minnesota entering play tonight, 22nd in the NHL uh, with a 500 uh, point percentage on the season so far, which isn't great. They have an identical point percentage as the Montreal Canadiens. That is not where Minnesota thought they'd be 18 games into their season no, at absolutely all. Not. And so, the
1: thing if, for the Rangers, too, is they clear up almost two million of cap. Yes.
0: Yes, that's another big aspect to it. Uh, Reeves against the cap. 175, uh, I think. Yes, does yes 175 for the rest of the season at 35 years old. So, um, you know, uh, on paper, big win for the New York Rangers to clear up that bit of cap space. And, you know, is it necessarily a, a player that you needed at this stage? I mean, shit, people were debating if it was a the player they needed at all when they went out and pulled the trigger on that particular move. Uh, Matter of fact, I I wanted to look up what that initial trade was for Ryan Reeves, and it was, oof, third-round pick. Oh. That became prospect. Fun fact for the Maple Leafs, because the the pick moved around a little bit, uh, but it became Nicholas Moldenhauer, uh, who was drafted by the Leafs in the third round this year. Um, Ryan Reeves is a part of four very interesting trades. There was the 2017 deal where Pittsburgh got him along oh with a God. second for Oscar Sunkfest and a first. Yeah,
1: that one was the one that blew my mind. I remember that.
0: That first round pick, by the way, current Edmonton Oiler, Clean Coston. So, at least Sunkfest was a part of the cup winning team for the Blues. Yeah. Um, he was then a part of that crazy deal involving Pittsburgh, Vegas, and Ottawa, in which the Penguins ended up with Derek Brassard um and a couple other options vegas ended up with broussard for half a second but really ended up with reeves there's some weird trades there but uh michael russo known for following and covering the wild uh mentioned uh quote just chatted with the wild gm bill Guerin. he had this to say about reeves it's not for the fighting he's a big personality he's got a lot of energy he's got swagger we've been missing that the energy he brings is good in size he's gonna help us get our identity back You might you might want to hope so, Bill. You might wanna hope so, because I don't know if this ownership's gonna appreciate this team being on the outside looking in, especially when, as we've talked about, those buyouts still for Parise and Suter are still looming overhead. Mm -hmm. They count for twelve point seven million dollars against the cap this year, and then fourteen point seven for the next two years after this, before dropping down to one point six. That's just
1: insane.
0: I don't know why they
1: didn't like. I mean, they signed Kaprizov, so you couldn't punch. They are in such a shit position. I don't know why. Like, I understand one of the buyouts, but I don't know why they bought out both. I feel like Suter was still. I don't know.
0: I would have kept Ryan Suter. Yeah, yeah. Personally, I,
1: I, I don't understand why they bought out both of them.
0: Like, I can understand moving on from Parise if you wanted, but yeah, the the Suter deal to me, I thought he was still, um. A more than valuable enough option. Yeah.
1: He's better than fucking Vlasic. Like, yeah, he's making more, but like, he was still pretty good. I don't know. It, that 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 always weirded me out. And like, to me, it's like if you buy out both of those players, you're gonna have all that dead cap for those couple of years. Those are years when you should be like punting on the season, but you can't because you have Kaprizov. Like those yeah. those should have been years, especially with the prospect levels that were, you know, in in these. But yeah, if if they did that, you should have been in the, the Bedard running. But you couldn't do that because Kaprizov, yeah. I, I, I don't know what the Wild are going to do and what they're doing. They're in a very, very weird and precarious position. And Like, how, how do you even win with uh, that amount
0: of dead cap? Suter is uh, 37 years old. He's playing 22 minutes a night for the uh, Dallas Stars. <laughs> Pretty good. You know, his like the analytical perspective does it doesn't paint a very pretty picture, especially for him defensively. But the wild, I mean, you do have some guys who are known to be decent defensively. I mean, you might have to put someone on the offhand, but like, man, you shelter Ryan Suter's defensive inefficiencies with someone like Jonas Burdine or Jared Spurgeon. (laughs) You
2: Jared Burgeon. Be okay. <laughs> uh, I knew that
0: was coming. I fucking knew it.
1: <laughs> Every time. Oh yeah, I play baseball boy.
0: Oh, God. And uh for the record, too, Zach Parise, uh third liner right now with the Islanders eight points in 20 games. And uh you know, it's not bad. And again, from the analytical perspective, still someone who drives offense, you know. So yeah. definitely we're both gonna be overpaid for what they were making with the wild. But yeah, God, those those cap hits, man, those cap hits, and like you said, it, it kind of puts them into that very, very weird spot. With that, gentlemen, I think we're good for today's show. The pre-Thanksgiving celebration, where the next time you see Sin and I, we're gonna look like Brendan Fraser and the Whale. Uh, <laughs>
2: wow. That's a a reference.
0: It is. That movie's not even out yet, but I feel like I've seen it. In fairness, it's because Brendan Fraser's been everywhere, as he should be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Gem of a man. God damn it, what a guy. He had a, a... He was a part of... What was it? Like a GQ... Um youtube video like a week ago like the oh breaks down his aircon girls i love like those
1: videos i gotta watch that because i hope they do airheads they better do airheads they up. didn't
0: mention airheads i hate to tell you what i know fuck gq <laughs> <laughs> but I it is GQ.
2: fuck gq
0: <laughs> it is 21 minutes of just brendan frazier being the best man on the planet wired is um, better anyway god they did talk about uh you'll be happy to know they talked about encino man um, they talked about school ties and then it gets into the, the good stuff outside of airheads, unfortunately. Georgia the Jungle the They talk about the Mummy series, which is The Mummy one and two. We'll ignore that third one, legit lee.
2: It was kind of weird. Exactly. Never happened. The mummy. Oh, Great of R starts Friday.
0: <laughs> Gentlemen, it's been a good one. You got anything to plug or are we just calling it quits? Yeah, watch my franchise mode videos. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, I got two of them running right now. I'm rebuilding Chicago, and I got an expansion going because now I'm gonna I'm gonna bitch about NHL 23. Um, I went and downloaded my member roster that Snipe made for me. Download and set as active. And because I know EAZA, EA, I go in and look at what my active roster is. Okay, good. It's the one I just downloaded. Cool. Start the expansion franchise mode waiting to see if all the do the expansion draft and that throwaway draft sim an entire or get through some of the year when I get to the scouting portion, how I do scouting. I'm like, wait a sec, where are all my members? None of the members are, are, are are in the prospect list. So I go Mm -hmm. out and for some reason it EA made up a new custom roster and just from a default one, and I was like, did I screw this up somehow? And someone was like, no, this happened to me too. Like, even though you download and set as active, it shows it set as active, but it's just a visual glitch. I'm like, awesome. Cool. What? So, yep, yep. So right now, I and so I start a new one because I'm not letting my paid members just not get what they paid for. It's to be a prospect in in my in my video game. So, yeah, we got that going on in Chicago with the members and then a, just a expansion franchise also going on. But, yeah, it's been a while since I've done two franchise modes, mostly because uh, last year EA would delete uh my save files of any other franchise modes. I could only have one going at a time. That's true. Good
0: stuff. Good stuff, EA. Um I am also back on the nicho franchise mode. bringing back old Draft of Glory Goon Squad and hoping for no crazy issues. Admittedly, Sin, at some point I might end up stealing the idea of, of members get into a get into a franchise type of thing. Cause it's, it's fun. It's really fun. Yeah. I haven't haven't done something like that in a long time. I didn't once on Patreon, but it's like, I want to open it to more people than just patrons. So at the same time, I mean, yeah, you could do the YouTube membership. There's multiple different ways to do it. Um, But yeah, Crafty Collar Squad going on right now. It's been an interesting start. Obviously we're a little bit further ahead on Twitch because based off of my schedule, it's still easier to kind of live stream it and then send it over to the YouTube side of things. Not everyone's cup of tea, but hey, it's better than nothing. So deal with it. Endo, what about you? i play skateboard still bored uh,
2: i've been playing a lot of skate too lately hmm. um still playing it it's i've a lot never of
1: played any of the skate games are they as good as tony hawk
0: they're different okay they are quote-unquote more realistic it's but...
2: it's simulation whatever the fuck so i tony hawk is arcade uh skates kind of like arcade ish arcade slash realism and then okay. you go to like session skater xl and stuff like that where it's like kind of like more realistic kind of skating where you got use both sticks uh there was a whole thing about how people wanted to have those controls inside of skate and like the, the, the developers were like well the whole point of skate so it's approachable to everybody and not everyone can learn the controls That's where your doing. left foot's map to your left stick and your right foot's map to the right stick kind of thing it's more realistic than how skating actually is, but the the simple like flick controls with the stick is really easy for everyone to learn.
1: Cool. Okay, I might have to check yeah. it out because I love, but I love Tony Hawk because I'm just like I love the arcade style of it because I'm just mm-hmm. out there. I mm-hmm. play yeah. horse and I it I set million point combos just fucking. I'm
0: so here you are doing everything you can, holding on to yes, what you am. God, the sound! mean you're a superman. Yeah. So yeah.
2: Skate 1 and 3 are available on Game Pass slash EA Play. So you can play it if you have an Xbox, you have Game Pass Ultimate, or you have EA Play. Yeah, um, I looked
1: at those, and I was considering yeah. trying them out.
2: Skate 2 is not on there. You have to pay 14 for because they know it's the best game of the entire list. Huh. Uh, it's still worth it, though. Definitely to play the game.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah. There you go. Twitch.tv Maybe. slash endo so That's where I'm at. That's where you, Everyone knows. They all know.
0: They do. Yeah. For our fellow Americans. Enjoy your Thanksgiving tomorrow. We will see you next week. Back on Monday. With. Hopefully nothing but fun topics to talk about. Please. God, please. And no, the final word of the show is yours. Take it away. Like we said last
2: episode, uh, Sim wasn't here, sadly. Um, But, you know, be really thankful for what you have everything that you have and what's around you and your family and everything. And then bludgeon that grandma for the rice cooker at 12 AM at a Best Buy or Walmart CVS, wherever the fuck it is. Okay. Listen, you got to fight for it. You are, you are grateful for what you have, but you're even more grateful what you could have. Happy Thanksgiving.
0: I'm going to steal the last word from you. Let it be known. We figured it out. Bill Guerin traded for Ryan Reeves. So he has backup on black Friday deals. (laughs)